Welcome to The Determined Mom Show, the only marketing podcast dedicated to guiding mom CEOs into tranquility, wealth, and multiplying those precious moments. Welcome to this episode of The Determined Mom Show. I have the lovely Nadua Flowick with me, and she is the owner of Paper Flow Designs. And today we are going to talk about how to leave your job and start your own business from abroad. So welcome, Nadua. Hi, Amanda. Thanks for having me. Yeah, definitely. I'm very excited that you're here and that you're going to share all of your knowledge about this because you are like literally an expert in doing this. So I'm excited about that. But tell us about you and how you got started and what you're doing. All right. A little bit about me. I am, where do I start? I am an expat, which means that I am American and I live in somewhere else. I live in Europe. I am a mom of two and I am also a digital illustrator and a blogger. Um, so I've been living here in France for about going on 16 years now. I haven't had my business for all that time. It's only been officially that I have did all the paperwork for my business since January, if you can believe that. But I've been working on it. So I've like side hustling for the past three years. And then this year, January, I knew that was a date I was going to launch and do all the things to be official. So I've been an official blogger, illustrator since January. and doing it from the south of France. What a horrible place to work from. First of all, let me just say, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Obviously, it's a dream place to live and obviously to work. So I think that you have a huge advantage that you have beautiful weather almost all year round, right? Sure. And you just have a great place to work. So I think that's a huge ben benefit. And that's what you can get from picking somewhere in the world that you want to move to and starting your own business. Exactly. Yeah. So let's talk about how that process went for you. Like, how did you, what were you doing before you started your business? And then how did you know you wanted to start a business? And then how did you start that side hustle process, work through that, and then finally build up to that? Okay. I am not working for anyone else anymore. All right. I was never one of those people who just knew that they wanted to be an entrepreneur. I know some people feel like, they're born entrepreneurs. I was always that person who was scared. Just to be honest, I thought I was always going to work with someone else. It's just safe. I don't want to take the risk of working for someone else. And it wasn't just like an overnight thing either. I was talking to my cousin one day, it's like six, no, four, four or five years ago now. And she knew that I was artistic and I have always used to grow up drawing and painting. The thing is like you have kids and then you forget about all like the things that you used to love to do. And I put that aside and I hadn't done anything for years. But she was just asking me like, what are you doing with your art? Why don't you do anything anymore? And I'm like, oh, you have kids. You just don't have time. You're tired after work. At that time, I was working in an office as a secretary in a law firm, in a bilingual law firm here. And I just would come home, pick the kids after school, make dinner, do baths, read stories. And I'm like, I don't want to do anything but just watch mindless television and have everyone leave me alone. Put my phone on silent. <laughs> You're um, speaking to so many hearts right now, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But my cousin, do something with your passion. Like she said, you've only got one life to live and she's an entrepreneur. And she's also a mom. So she knows all of the hardships and everything. She's like, you are probably going to regret this years down the line that you never did anything. She just start from somewhere, do one small thing. So after like endless nagging with her, uh, I finally decided to start making some drawings, but I had to rewind. I had to learn digital drawing because up until now, up until then, I knew how to do traditional classic drawing, paper, pencil, painting, 
but I wanted to get into digital drawing because I saw that's what was like new and trending what was coming up. So I had to start learning. And I know like a lot of people you are thinking like, when I want to start something, I don't know. It's kind of like the chicken and the egg, like which one comes first? Cause you're like, I want to do this. I want to start a business. I want to make money, but I don't have the skills. So where do I start? And I don't have the time. So I just, I started learning. I picked, instead of watching like this TV every night, I started learning how to draw. I would set my timer 25 minutes a night on those little Pomodoro timers and just start learning how to draw. And within a couple of months, I started building slowly, skill by skill. And then I started posting my work on Instagram. I don't know why I got the urge to do that or the the nerve to do that. I was like, oh, you know what? I think my cousin was like, if you're doing something, I want to see it, prove it. <laughs> that you're actually doing this. <laughs> Proof of actually what you're doing, please. Exactly. <laughs> so I started getting feedback from people, which was great. I, in the beginning, I was scared because you're thinking, I'm going to put myself out there. What are people going to say? What if people make fun of it? Or if they say, who do you think you are? But nobody said anything like that. People are not as mean as you think that they might be on the internet. And I got, I got an order. I got some guy who wrote me in my DMs and he was, hey, can you make a drawing for me? I have a company and I make t-shirts for kids. He had like a multicultural like kids, a company, and he wanted me to make a drawing of Michelle Obama. And I'm like, what? I'm like, is this a prank? Is someone <laughs> who knows me? You're being catfished through, through artwork. <laughs> exactly. But no, he was a real guy who wanted to pay me real money for a real drawing. And at that point I said, yes, even though I didn't know how I was going to invoice him. I didn't have my company set up at that point. I was just making drawings. Yeah. And he suggested Etsy. So I was like, oh yeah, sure. Went on Google and like, how do you open up a shop on Etsy? How do you do this? So it's like the things that we're afraid of because we don't know all of these steps ahead of time. Yes, we can, we can learn it. It's like in this digital age, you have so much information. Google is your friend. And that's how I started my unofficial, official business on Etsy, actually. That's awesome. That's a great story. And I think it really speaks to letting that creative or universal, I don't know, what would you call that? Universal law take over, right? Yeah. If you have something that you like to do, just start dabbling in it. And if it's meant to be, it's going to happen. And just don't be afraid to put yourself out there. I think that's probably the biggest lesson that I heard from that story, right? Yeah. 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 So awesome. So after that, obviously you were like side hustling for a while and just doing that on the side. What made you last year decide that 2022 was going to be the year that you were going to pull the trigger and do all the paperwork and all the official things, which I also have questions about that, being an expat and filing for a business in another country, all of those questions. But we'll get to that late. But what made you decide that 2022 is going to be the year that you were going to do this? I actually set myself a three-year goal, like back in, what was that now, 2019? I set myself like a three-year goal and I'm like, okay, I want to leave my job in this time. And actually I had started like a couple years before that. I started in 2016, just like drawing and doing my drawings online, thinking, okay, one day, one day. And I kept saying one day, one day. And I'm like, you know what? You need to pick a date. You need to pick a date. I finally did in 2016. I said, okay, you know what? After in 2019, sorry, I'm mixing everything up. Three years, you are going to leave your job. <laughs> this is it. You need a kick in the butt because otherwise you're going to keep sitting here and saying one day, one day, and it's never going to be. 
this never going to happen. And another thing that happened, I think so many people can relate, was COVID came and I realized that, like we all did, time is short. We all knew that before, but we got like a big wake up call with COVID that why are we sitting here doing these jobs that we don't want to do that even if we don't mind, it's not, I didn't mind my job. I didn't hate my job. I just knew that wasn't my passion. I knew that that wasn't like my life's dream wasn't to be like a secretary in a law firm. It's fine if that is your life's dream, but it just wasn't mine. So two of those things, I set a date and COVID just made me really stick to that date and not think, okay, the date's going to come and I'm going to push it back. No, I was going to leave and I made sure that every night I was doing the work after my job to make this a reality that January 1st, 2022, I'm going to be out of there. That's awesome. And I was going to ask you how COVID played into that. Like 2019, nobody has any idea that anything is going to happen. So we're all making these wonderful plans for 2020 and beyond. And then COVID happened. So I wondered how that would work. But I think it actually accentuated your desire to make this happen. Definitely. Yeah, that's awesome. So back to my question, what in the world, like how do you go about filing a business in another country. Does your citizenship status play into it at all? Okay, so for my case in France, your citizenship status doesn't play into it because I'm not yet a citizen. I'm a legal resident. I have a like the equivalent of what you in America, if you're in America, would be called like a green card. So it's a card that says, I am a resident of this country. I'm allowed to be here. I'm allowed to live and work in this country. I can have that status and open a business. So all of this information once again, here I was back at Googling things. <laughs> yeah. How do you open a business in France? And as a resident, not a citizen, because I had all of these questions and things that things came up that I had no idea would even be questions. Like the fact that like that you're an American citizen, you have to, they've done things financial wise where you have to like report all of the earnings and revenue that you make, including your salary to the IRS. I was like, okay, how in the world am I going to do that? This sounds so complicated. And I was ready to start retreating back. No, there's the mountain of paperwork. I don't want to do this. But it was possible. I took one thing at a time, started Googling things, started asking people, started going on forums, on Facebook groups. There were like blogging groups that I was a part of. And I'm like asking people, hey, is anyone else outside of the US in here? Is anyone else in France? Like, how do you go about setting up your business? Which, which way did you do it? Do you have an accountant? Do you need an accountant? Like all of these questions, like you right. can just ask people and people will come flooding you with information. Not, every, not all of it is right, but it's up to you to like, it's just, it, it gets you started at least. Yeah. And it gets you over the fear and the hump of this seems too big. I can't do this. If you see other people that have done it successfully, then you're like, okay, I can do this. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That was my biggest question because I'm imagining that feeling of overwhelm, like just thinking about doing it, like from myself, like if I were to move to another country, how would I go about doing that? And I knew that was going to be one of the questions like, oh my goodness, I have to know how she did that and how she went about that. So what advice do you have for someone who is, and there's a lot of people that listen to this show that are in other countries. Like we have listeners all around the world. So they may be in this position where they're not in their native country and they are in that space where they want to start a business, what is that advice that you have for them where just go ahead and do it and do these three things or four things or 20 things? No, I'm just kidding. Not 20 things. <laughs> we don't have that much time. Make it simple for them and say three things. Three, first, very simple. Get yourself a little planner, schedule, calendar, whatever, wall calendar, 
post-it notes, make it simple. Write some dates on there and say, you're going to do step one. I'm going to do a Google search on how do I start a business in X country, whatever country I'm in. First, because I, I realized the first thing is like committing to a deadline. For me, that's what works. If I have a deadline and I see that deadline, I know I have to do that thing. So open yourself your little planner or whatever. Write in there, okay, on this week, on this date, I'm going to start the research. So start the research, give yourself a date, step one. Step two, almost every country in the world, I dare to say, has some kind of better business bureau or some kind of entity where if you want to start a business, usually if you're going to get licensed in that country, they have some kind of entity or, or bureau or office, something more like that, where you can go and ask questions <laughs> and get answers. They'll probably have a website that answers some of most of your questions. So step two. Check with the local authorities. Check the Better Business or Small Business Bureau of your country or your city or state for whatever country that you live in or you want to move to. They will usually have lots of information for people that want to start a business in that country or that want to come to start a business in that country if you are living outside of that country. And step three, don't be afraid to ask other people to go online. We are living in this digital age where we can connect with someone else. If I, today I want to say, I want to move to, I don't know, Angola, and I can go on online and say, you know, look at our Facebook groups and say, okay, a small business group in Angola, join the Facebook group, join the Twitter group or the Slack group or whatever. And start asking people questions because those people have experience and they can tell you and probably save a lot of time and a lot of headache because they'll say, oh, you know what? You actually don't have to fill out those 55 forms. You just need to start with a meeting at the office with this, this person, like tell them that I sent you. And you're like, oh, wow, you saved me like five hours in paperwork that I didn't know that I didn't have to fill out. That's all. Awesome. Those yeah. I love it. And the wonders of Google Translate and Facebook Translate and all those wonderful tools that are built into our computers now and our phones and everything make it so much easier to be able to communicate with people that are maybe not in our native tongue. So definitely. That's awesome. Awesome. I am so excited that you are here and that you've shared all of this with us. Where can people find A, your Etsy store? What is it called? And then where is the best place for people to find you online? Okay, my Etsy shop is called Paper Flow Design. So that is P A P E R, like paper, like a sheet of paper, F L O Designs with an S on the end. My website also has the same name, paperflowdesigns.com. And that's probably the best place to reach me is by email. I'm so old school. <laughs> hey, um, I am the same I, way. <laughs> People will send me Facebook messages, Instagram messages. And I'm like, two months later, I'm like, I'm really sorry that I didn't see this. But if you would have emailed me, I would have answered you right away. <laughs> Guilty as charged. That is so me. I went into my Instagram the other day and the thing is somebody tagged me on a story and I'm like, oh no, I missed it. It was three days ago. And it, yeah. And then it expires and you're like, oh. Yeah. And I couldn't even see it. Like, yeah. I but I try to remember to go and like touch base on all of the social medias regularly, but I am guilty. I don't always do that. So the best place to reach me is email. So you can find me at nod, that's N-A-D, at paperflowdesigns.com. That's the best place to reach me is by email. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here and sharing everything that you know about starting a business in another country, which is a lot. So thank you. You're welcome. Let's face it, piecing together a marketing plan with the things you hear, watch, or read online while tempting is never a good idea. 
The truth is people don't search on social media for your services. And even if they do, they will still be going to Google to check your ratings. By not having a cohesive, proven marketing system, you are leaking clients and customers through giant holes in your customer acquisition bucket. But let's talk about what else isn't working. Posting tirelessly on social media, tracking followers as a business metric for success, paying for ineffective marketing, buying glossy ads in coupon magazines, spending time replying to comments, paying others to manage your social media with no actual sales coming in. So what is going to work? Having a proven marketing system in place will plug every hole in your bucket and allow you to begin to fill up with new customers and to also retain and nurture your current ones. Go to tdm-marketing forward slash six-marketing-musts and download our free guide to six marketing musts guaranteed to get you more customers.